Today's episode is brought to you by Drizzly. Beer, wine, and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes. Let's face it, we've all been in that situation where you forgot to pick something up and you just don't want to get back in your car and head back to the store and get it. Well, Drizzly has you covered. Shop and order from thousands of products from local retailers with absolutely no markup. Seriously. And if you head over to unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, right now and enter the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Sit back and relax and order yourself a six-pack or a nice bottle of Cab Sav or a handle of Buffalo Trace if you so wish. Do it all with Drizzly at unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly and then use the promo code drizzly deal d-r-i-z-l-y-d-e-a-l and you will get five dollars off your first order of over twenty dollars drizzly beer wine and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes must be 21 to use enjoy responsibly the opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Because there aren't enough beer podcasts in the world, welcome to United We Drink. Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new mini episode of the United We Drink podcast right here on unitedwedrink.com as well as wherever fine podcasts are found. My name is Mikey Revich. I am joined today by only one of my typical co-hosts. Uh, Joel is uh, on uh, assignment in Chicago. He's doing a John Hughes uh, tour of all of uh, John Hughes films based in the Chicago area. So he's doing that right now. I am joined by Phil Palmasano. How you doing? I really, I, I'm doing great. And I really hope that he's drinking a lot of Malort, um, maybe some Revolution Brewing Company stuff. Really enjoying that town, tearing it up. Maybe some Intelligentsia or Dark Matter coffee. You know, just dig in, live it, be it. Hopefully he gets a little bit of snow. You know, I, I love it. I hope he's having a great time. You're hoping that he's pushing a lot of uppers and downers through his body. Always. That's the only way that you can do it. I mean, right now, <laughs> I'm on an upper, and I'm assuming you're probably drinking coffee as well. No, I, I don't have any in the house. Uh, no yet. no hair of the dog from nah, last night? No. <laughs> These uh, mini-episodes seem to be progressively becoming earlier and earlier recording times. Yeah, we are recording at 8.30 in the morning on a Sunday. I was at a Russian birthday party last night, and consumed i i'm gonna be i'm glad about this i only had three shots of vodka and uh that was it room temp or was it chilled chilled Ooh. yeah that that's okay. the way they roll that or at least their house uh that's how they roll uh many more were offered and i just left them sitting there because i was trying to be responsible so that i could record this podcast See, ladies and gentlemen, Mike is a man of the people. He sacrificed extra shots of vodka and pleasure, if you could call it that, just to record this podcast for you I'm, this I'm morning. not a pain is pleasure type of person, so uh, <laughs> definitely not pleasure. 
I even poured one of the like while everyone was shooting it uh I poured it onto a, a plate that had just scraps of food left on it I was like yeah I took it see Oops. <laughs> but yeah very nice glad I'm alive yeah um I feel you on that one <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh our bucket lists last week on the main episode that was a fun episode it really was, and it, it it was an episode that throughout the week I I had some travel time this week, and I always enjoy it. I I don't like listening to us as a oh podcast, I don't either, but at the same time, and the, I mean, I, if I was to review us on iTunes, I'd still give us a five star, and you should too. But while I was driving, I was thinking about the actual topic itself and thinking how when I got into the industry, the amount of bucket list things that I wanted to accomplish was massive. And now it's funny because as I stated on the last episode, I sort of segment out my goals throughout the year and look at some of these things. So I have, a, I guess, a more realistic approach to things. And it's not just like, I want to accomplish 50 things. Looking back at it, we have accomplished so much. We have been able to share beers with some amazing people it truly speaks volumes to how much fun this industry is. But at the same time, I feel like we gave a very realistic spin on uh, what to expect, even with our bucket lists. Great point is like we, we gave these things that we want to do and we kind of neglected to mention that there were things on our bucket list that we have accomplished and we have accomplished a lot, probably each and every one of us. And I, I know for sure that there's plenty of things that I don't even know if I would say were on my bucket list. But after I did it, I was like, man, that is something that like should have been something I I really wanted to do. And I just did it. And like, like sitting down and having a beer with industry people who I respect and like didn't know prior to said event um it, it, things like that are are just it, it, they're hard to explain uh like like i guess i'm having a tough time finding words for them because they they just can pop up every now and then yeah uh, exactly they come out of the blue and and when we got into the industry it wasn't like hey we should have beers with person x they're going to give us the best conversation we were fanboys for the most part, and turned around, and I think we all wanted to just have a beer with Sam Calgione. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but and and even meeting him was such a bucket list thing for me early on. And then being able to, to sit in a room and actually have a conversation with him one on one, when I look back on it, I'm not saying I take, I took any of that for granted, but at the same time, it's very it's different looking back at the past and realizing how fortunate we've all been when it comes to this industry and how moving forward, there's going to be something that pops up that should be a bucket list for us. And it probably didn't make our episode last week. Yeah. Uh, getting Sam to tell a former coworker, uh, fuck you was a pretty great accomplishment. And if, uh, if you haven't done that, you should next time you see Sam, try to get him to go tell one of your coworkers, fuck you <laughs> report. Did back. you, did you leave any, um, bucket list items on the table from last week or any did, while you were going through the week? Did you say, man, I, I wish I would have, um, uh, 
threw that one out there? Um, I, I don't really know. Uh, maybe, maybe some like traveling things. Like I definitely, uh, want to go to Asheville and experience what this whole Asheville craft beer community is about. Um, uh, Grand Rapids. I've never been to anywhere in Michigan before. And I hear that there's some, some great craft beer culture or beer culture up in, uh, in Michigan, uh, that I would love to, to go see. Uh, Portland, Maine. Uh, I've been to the other Portland on the other coast and have uh, love that city. So I want to go see what the original Portland is all about. And uh, but of course, going to Allagash that I said was on a bucket list uh, involves going to Portland, Maine. It's probably travel stuff that I just left off. Um, I, I can't think of anything else in particular. Nothing popped up in my head over the week. What about you? I would be really in, I went back to travel as well. Um, so that upper coastal West coast, North, Northwest coast, the Pacific I've, Northwest, Pacific Northwest. I've never been to, um, so Washington, it's one Oregon, of the most California. beautiful areas in the world. I, and, and that was, I had a conversation last night with a buddy and I was like, man, I really want to go there. Um, and, and there's just some great breweries there. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I really want to travel internationally for the beverage industry because I'd like to see in places like Puerto Rico and Cuba and China and Europe what the craft beer industry is doing outside of the United States. Yeah. Um, and, and not in typically traditional craft beer places. So uh, that's that's something that I definitely forgot that I wish I would have uh, or I, I wasn't even thinking about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that, that was a fun, a fun conversation. Um, let us know what you have on your bucket list. If uh, if you haven't already uh, shoot us a, a tweet on Twitter or something. Love to hear your bucket list ideas. And for uh, those of you that have sent us, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see where your bucket list items are. We're going to go into some Q&A. Uh, you, uh, listener submitted questions from you guys. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on a future mini episode, send them over to us, uh, any of our social media or on the contact page of our website, unitedwedrink.com, or you can reach out to any of us individually. And we'll be happy to add it into our queue. We got three questions here today. Um, two of them are actually from the same person. Uh, we liked both of these so much that we decided to add them both in. Um, so we'll start off with uh, one of the questions from actually my fiance, Allie. Uh, she asks, what beer should be left out for Santa with milk and cookies? Phil? Man, I went back and forth on this one for a while when I saw it. Uh, it's a really good question because I was initially just drawn to seltzer and White Claw. <laughs> of um, you claws were. for claws. But the question was beer. So in all fairness, I wanted to make sure that I gave an actual beer and not a F&B. That said, I immediately went to the N.A., realm of things because santa's got to drive that sled and uh and it can be a long night and so you know maybe 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 it was that na ipa or na pale ale um then i thought about it some more and i said no you know what santa claus he's a hefty guy he's got a beard he's got to be about that barley wine life so i'm going barrel aged (laughs) barley wine 
So Santa can drive that sled all night up and down, left and right, slurring and everything that you could possibly be doing. Barrel aged barley wine. For so Santa. for a moment, did you just turn into don't drink beer? Basically. <laughs> barley, uh, li- barley wine life. I decided to go with uh, some of the reasoning that you threw in there. He's got a lot to do that night. So something light, something refreshing, uh, lower in the ABV so that he's not getting uh, crunk. Uh, and so I was going with, uh, I actually have two options here, either an Allagash White or a Firestone Pivot. Uh, Allagash White seems to match. I mean, it's Christmas. It's white. Yeah. It's not diehard. You know, I mean. (laughs) Picking fights with Joel and he isn't even here to defend himself. I like it. I like your answers. Pivo would be a good one. I like that one. Uh, Next one, we'll we'll keep with uh, my fiance's questions here. And she asks, do breweries have a moral obligation to get involved in their local communities, especially during the holidays? Um, I'll start this one off. And... uh, I uh, honestly, no, they don't have any obligation, but, and uh, none of these are my business, but me personally, if I owned a brewery, I would say yes, because if you want to be a small business in a local community, you should be involved in your local community as much as you can get involved with charities, get involved with, uh, other small businesses, um, your chamber of commerces and, and such to try to uh, drum up business for everyone. Um, when she asked me this question last night, I gave a great example of uh, in Boynton Beach, we have four breweries and all of them are involved in a toy drive with the local police department. It's like Toys for Tots, but it's much more localized. And the police get involved and get, help everyone with the planning of everything. And then they go around to each brewery and pick up the boxes of toys um, and make a big deal out of it. They post on social media uh, and everything like that. I think stuff like that is is absolutely an obligation as a brewery to be involved in your your community because if if you aren't involved in it then your community isn't going to be involved in you i i think you literally hit the nail on the head with the be involved in your local community because you're expecting your local community to be involved in your facility and that doesn't matter how how large or small your actual facility is if it's a maybe it's just a production facility you know looking at like a constellation facility in Virginia. There's no physical brewery there, but they could still be involved with their local community around there because they employ individuals. Mm-hmm. Is there an obligation? I so this is where it gets weird because no, there isn't an obligation. Would I like to ask my team on the sales side, hey, will you go out and do some charity events? I do. Um but I actually ask my team not just during the holidays. And I think that yeah. that's probably the most important piece here is we talk about a lot of this towards the end of the year. And it it's not a coincidence. Everyone becomes a little bit more generous towards the end of the year because of the holidays, because taxes are coming up, um, different things of that nature. And what I have started to task my team and what I've challenged some of my other supplier friends is, hey, 
school drives, um, you know, school supply drives, uh, Thanksgiving drives, anything that you can do during the year to work with your local charity. Most of the time, these charities are getting completely overrun with toy drives and things of that nature. They have a majority of the stuff that they need. And if they do need something, they're giving you a list. So go out, do something this year. We're doing something locally here with, um, down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, for Bahamas relief, because we reached out to a charity and they said, Hey, you know, we really appreciate it. We have more than enough toys. And so we started thinking outside of the box. Well, the Bahamas was really impacted this past year by a hurricane, Um, how can we bring cheer to the Bahamas? All right, we'll do a toy drive and then working with a pilot to fly the toys over to the Bahamas for the children. Um, I just think people should be generous throughout the year, not just during the holidays. Yes. Moral obligation, not necessarily. At the end of the day, it's your business and it takes time to put these things on. It takes money to put these things on. But um, we, we could all be a little bit more generous. I agree with that. Final question here. It comes from a friend of the show, Rich. He asks, what's the most money you've ever paid for a beer, and what was it? Uh, before I let you you start here, Phil, I need some clarification. Single beer? Like four-pack, six-pack? Uh, things like that? Uh, what, do you, I, what do you think he meant? I don't know. That's a good question, because, and I didn't think about that, because... All right, Hunapu, you buy a festival ticket, but you get the beer, right? Yeah. Um, or at and least you get that's like four bottles. Out. But you get four bottles, so you get to yeah. divide that by four. You could have a series or a box set. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to go single beer. Um, okay. The most expensive bottle that I have ever purchased was Sam Adams Utopias. Um, I don't remember how much I paid for it, but it was 2000 and. It was over a hundred bucks, right? Two thousand and twelve or something when I bought it. Two thousand and ten. I don't know. Yeah, it was over a hundred bucks. Uh, I think that year I was going to buy Utopias, but our friend of the show Ed, uh, he when he was he going to put one on hold for me, the price kept on increasing. He's like, "Oh, I just got a, I just got word that the price increased." So it went up like three times, and it eventually got to the point where I was like. You know what? Never mind. I don't want it. So I've never bought Utopias, uh, which was is an easy one to say is one of the most expensive beers. Um, and this, I can't quite remember exact amounts, but I'm gonna say that the some of the uh, Cascade sour beers uh, are probably up there in most expensive bottles that I have purchased before because some of them get up 35 40 bucks um, a pop and I know I've bought some of them in the past because I really enjoy their beers um, so it's probably something from them like Sang Royale or Vlad the Impaler something like that um, but I can't remember exactly which one and exactly how much it, it was probably between 35 and 40 bucks and this past year, if you look at it price per ounce, I picked up a bottle of 1982 Thomas Hardy, which is a nip bottle. It's one of those little shorties. Yeah. And I picked that up for my 40th birthday. I'm actually holding on to it. I've been looking for it for the past probably eight years, and I finally found one. And that was like $79 after Euro conversion and everything. 
So that's pretty expensive when you look yeah. at price per ounce, considering how small the bottle is. Yeah, because that's like what um, seven, eight ounces. Yeah, it's it's um, it's in milliliters. It's not even in ounces. So I, I forget. No, you, how many yeah, you convert it, yeah. but it's also thirty-seven years old. So. Yeah, <laughs> that is going to taste like metal and paper, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say cardboard. <laughs> All right, so. Once again, if you have any questions for the show and you want to hear us answer them, send them over to us. We'll uh, we'll read it out and answer it on a future mini episode. Let's start to wrap things up here. Uh, time for recommendations. Um, I'll kick mine off here first. I'm going to recommend something that probably a lot of you already know about, and that's Etsy. I've known about Etsy for a while too, but have primarily just never used it for getting gifts or anything like that. Well, since November when, uh, or actually more like October, because my fiance's birthday is in early November, I was like, I want to do something different, buy, buy something more interesting, more unique. And I decided to start looking at Etsy and man, the amount of cool things you can find on there from, uh, independent artists, uh, was really awesome. And I've been using it a lot for the Christmas holidays this, uh, this year as well. So if you're looking for something a little more unique and custom made, and you want to support independent artists, people who are just like you and I, but a little more creative, then I would highly recommend trying more out creative. Etsy. <laughs> Uh, there's so much good stuff on Etsy. We we were talking about it before we went live, yeah. and I I too use it for holidays, and it's it's literally everything I you know from bar signs like custom wood bar signs all the way down to necklaces and jewelry and cool little coasters. Great home. Uh, actually, Etsy is fantastic for housewarming gifts. Yeah, um, because you can always find something really cool and unique that is to that person's style and design and in custom their name. It's a, I love it. A yeah. Great recommendation, Mike. This week, I'm going to recommend 90 Day Fiance, the TLC show. My mother-in-law, uh, shout out to Gaga, got my wife and I into this show. And I was a critic. I, I just sat there and I was doing spreadsheets one night. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You can watch this. Dina watched it. It was... It grabbed my attention from the minute I started watching it. This is a train wreck of a show. This is a dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it. The premise of the show, if you don't know what it's about, it's basically a, um, a show where two people meet internationally. They have 90 days to get married. They're on a K-1 visa. And some of them are mail-order bride situations where people are digging for green cards, oh, in my opinion. <laughs> Others are true love, and it's really interesting to sort of see the dynamic. So watch 90 Day Fiance. It's super entertaining. It's on Mondays on TLC. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I might have to have a hard pass on that, but no, I know it's that there's probably a lot seltzers. of people that love that stuff. Pairs super well with Lime White Claw. Allie would probably love that. <laughs> watching um, show. Or watching party. All right. Um... Spotify playlist time. Um, it's my turn. What are you going I, with? I highly debated doing Christmas, Christmas music. music, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I really wanted to, but I'm like, no. Post because, metal. Because this will be Christmas. on for forever. Uh, so I decided I'm going to go with punk rock. Um, awesome. 
I mean, just some of the punk rock that I enjoyed, um, some people might turn their nose up at it and be like, that's not punk, that's pop music or pop punk, like whatever. It It's punk rock to me. Um, you'll see some bad religion, some misfits, uh, some uh, uh, Ramones, some face-to-face, hot water music. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to putting this one together because I actually built a really big one for myself a while back, and now I got to try to scale this down to 10, and that's going to be uh, interesting. That 10-song well, thing I, By the is time you hear this, I will have already way. done it. But yeah, maybe we'll, we'll increase that. Uh, in the future here this is now two times for us all around so maybe uh maybe for the next one we'll give joel uh like five more songs i look forward to listening to it all right um anything else you want to add before we sign off here phil no, really looking forward to uh, next week's topic, which is mental health, I believe. Yes, indeed. Um, and we're putting a lot of effort and background research into this. We're trying to bring forth um, a, a lot of information for you guys. So it's probably going to be one of the more in-depth episodes. And uh, I challenge anyone out there that has a personal story or questions or anything of that nature that they would like us to cover specifically to reach out to us, um, either directly through our DMs or uh, through unitedwedrink.com. Absolutely. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Um, Hope that you guys stick around to want to listen to that. Uh, You can subscribe to the show on any of the major podcast services so that you can be sure to get that episode to the device of your choice when we release it and uh, all future episodes as well every Thursday. Um, Follow us on our social media at United We Drink on Twitter, at United We Drink Pod on Instagram. Buy a shirt, sticker, or button at our store, unitedwedrink.com slash store. For Phil, we'll catch you next time. Merry See Christmas. Mer- uh, is it yeah. Christmas? Yeah. 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 All right. Merry well, Christmas. By the time, Happy by the Kwanzaa. Time, uh, the next episode comes around. Happy Hanukkah. After Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Festivus to the rest of us. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Peace. Boxing Day. Cheers. Don't forget boxing. Oh, my God. Recording in the morning isn't that bad.